fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Wolfpack, what's going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, RotoStreetGerald.com. We breed and feed you fantasy wolves here with your week three fantasy football rankings rundown. Can't believe it. We're already three weeks into the season. It's flying at a breakneck pace, Wolfpack. I am thrilled to be here breaking down all my rankings. We'll go position by position. I'll tell you who I'm higher on, lower on, all that good stuff as we go. As you can see, I'm repping the – I'm not just trying to be a hardo with my penny. Got the Crusaders on because the reason I'm early today and the, the show schedule is a little messed up, my boy Doyle is getting married this weekend, my college roommate from Holy Cross. Congratulations, Doyle, to you. But, guys, come on in. I don't know exactly what the schedule is going to look like the rest of the weekend because of the wedding. So if you have sit starts, get them on in now. We'll answer everything the rest of the night. Uh, to get you guys your questions in. I'm going to pull in my rankings at this point. And again, we'll look at fantasy points against. We'll talk about all that good stuff with these matchups, as I've seen already come in. That thumbs up button will help us get out to more people. It would be greatly appreciated if you can hit that button and help grow the pack. All righty, Wolfpack, let's dive right on into the QBs here. I'm going to switch on over. At the top, there's really no question. It's Kyler Murray. Uh, there's not much else to be said here. He gets the Jaguars. I mean, a cakewalk of all cakewalk matchups. He is the number one ECR, but why? Why wouldn't he be? You know, 400 passing yards, five touchdowns. It's a weekly occurrence. He's a cheat code. Lamar Jackson also rushing for two touchdowns, over 100 yards on the ground. He's the de facto running back at this point. So he's got immense upside in a cakewalk matchup against Detroit. Right there at number two. And you're looking at all these matchups. So there's a ton of great ones. Russell Wilson at Minnesota. They're giving up top five in terms of fantasy points on the season so far to QBs. Or maybe just my wide receivers. They're right in the middle of the pack there uh, at QB. Let me pull that up right here. Uh, so in terms of the Vikings giving up points, they're actually, yeah, number four. So I was right. It's running backs in the middle of the pack there. So number four in terms of points allowed to QBs getting bombed on a weekly basis. They face some good competition, but still, uh, they can be beat quite easily through the air. And again, get those questions on in, guys. I'll answer them all as we go. So I think Russell Wilson in for another three-plus touchdown day. Pat Mahomes against the Chargers, nothing against him. It's just that the other three are near equal in terms of talents. And he gets the Chargers, who have been very stiff against the pass. They're actually the second fewest points allowed to the quarterback position. That still has shootout narrative written over it, maybe. But we also said that about the Cowboys and the Chargers, and that just ended up being a gross defensive battle. I'm not sure exactly what's happening over there with these Chargers. A little bit nervous about Herbert, but I'm not selling or anything of that nature. Then you move down into QB, you know, clear QB1s, but not quite like number one scorer upside, in my opinion, at least. Josh Allen facing Washington football team. They've been solid on defense, uh, but nothing that can't be beat. In fact, they're 14th, so right in the middle of the pack against QBs, and they haven't faced anyone all that solid. In fact, we saw Daniel Jones rush for 90-ish uh, yards in a TD against them. What do you think Josh Allen, one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, 
is going to do to this defense. I think they're highly overrated because they have Chase Young. They have some big names, but they're really not that great of a defense. So not scared about Josh Allen at all. In fact, he might even belong above Pat Mahomes the more I think about it. I think this is a big rebound game. A guy I would be buying low on as fast as I could at this point. Jalen Hurts, though, against Dallas, Monday night game. Dallas's defense looked a bit stiffer there against Justin Herbert, but I'm not too worried about it. I think this division rivalry has shootout written all over. And even if not, you know, Jalen Hurts was horrible this last week. Didn't look good, uh, wasn't making all the throws, and yet he still finished with 22 fantasy points despite only throwing for 190 yards and one TD. That's because of that rushing upside, 82 yards there. Such a high floor given that Konami code upside and the ceiling is even higher if and when he starts to light up a defense in the secondary is all the makings of being lit up. Tom Brady against the Rams, you know, scary Rams defense. I get it, but Brady is on a mission. He's going for records this year. Nine touchdowns through first two weeks. I think we're going to get at least another three here. You know, A-B situation could come into play here, but ultimately I'm not that concerned about this Rams defense even being on the road. I think Brady will sling it all over them. Herbert against KC. Shootout narrative should have to sling, but again, pretty disappointing so far when you pull it up. You look at his games, 14 and 17 points, QB 26, 21. Not what we were you expecting from a sophomore blow up as this new scheme, not quite as explosive as we were expecting. I think he'll come into his own. I think he's a good buy low as well. Dak Prescott, not minus three ECR, a little bit lower on him. Just because I, I last week was a just a gross reminder that this team might not be the pathetic, awful defense that's getting bombed week in and week out, and they're going to have to chuck it 60 plus times. You know, they're the games that they don't have to throw it more than 40, they're not going to. And that was a, a clear sign of that. I think against Philly, they could probably keep it reined in. Uh, they could probably win that one pretty handily, but we'll see. I just don't, it, it, after that huge first week, it's going to be a little bit more of a roller coaster than I was expecting for Dak Prescott. And then you move into the remaining QB1s, Matthew Stafford at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay gets this huge reputation as this ferocious defense, and they are very good on the ground. But ultimately, they've given up the ninth most points to quarterbacks since getting banged up in the secondary there in week one. Uh, teams know they have to throw against them. In fact, McVay, dating back historically, there's an absurd tweet about how he's only thrown it like, I, I mean, only ran it, I think, like 60 times his last five times against Tampa Bay, where he's thrown about 600. Like, it's a crazy run-pass ratio. And it's certainly, if Daryl Henderson's banged up, you got to expect Matty Stafford uh, to just rip that ball. So he's pretty, I mean, he might belong in this tier above these other guys. Aaron Rodgers as well, you know, looking like his self vintage game, but it also came against Detroit. Meanwhile, San Fran's giving up, you know, towards the bottom of the pack in fantasy points to their QBs. Uh, let me look that up real quick. 49ers. You know what though? Goff lit him up. And then we saw Hertz, even though he didn't have a great game, put up over 22. So there is some upside here. Um, for Rodgers, Sunday night prime game. Looks like he's back and locked and loaded. But the guy I'm much higher on than the ECR this week, Justin Fields, plus six ECR at my QB 12. The Konami upside is just too real with this guy. The fastest 40 beyond only Michael Vick and RG3. You saw it with 10 rush attempts. He didn't light anything on fire. But in the preseason, you know, over four quarters of action, he was right around 22 fantasy points per game. Against Cleveland, team that we saw Tyrod Taylor about to go off for 20 plus points until he got hurt. Uh, they can be had, especially by mobile quarterbacks. 
I, Mahomes, I mean, destroyed these guys in week one. I do not think it's a great secondary. I think that's one of the more overrated defenses in the league. I think Fields could have a nice big day welcoming him to the NFL, his first start. And then Kirk Cousins, Seattle, you know, a game they're going to need to throw. That's kind of been the narrative for them. And as you can see, just steady top 15 quarterback production. In fact, top 13, 22 for QB 13, 25 for QB 6, and another gorgeous matchup versus the Seahawks, one of the worst secondaries in the league. A team that can put up points and oodles. They're going to need to be chasing points yet again. Kirk Cousins turned out to be one of those like ultimate high-floor QBs to start this year. And then rounding it out here, loved what Teddy Bridgewater has been doing over 20 fantasy points in back-to-back games. Quarterback 12 in fantasy right now gets the pathetic Jets who have been surprisingly decent against QBs. That's also partly because of the competition, you know, Darnold and Mac Jones, nothing too stiff. I do not think the secondary is anything special. If Sutton is actually banged up, I saw he popped up as questionable today. I think that's just much ado about nothing. Bridgewater, one of my favorite streams still out there in about 20, you know, only 25% owned. I, I really, really like Bridgewater this week as a streamer, as a flyer to throw for another 300 yards, two to three touchdowns. He actually leads the league in 20 plus yard pass attempts right now. Insane stat right there. But Darnold, been getting it done. Houston's defense isn't quite as bad as it seemed they would be, but I also think they're a little bit uh, overrated in terms of their points allowed to quarterbacks. Their secondary is still absolutely abysmal. Uh, So the fact that they've only allowed the 17th most points to quarterbacks, I think that's going to flip this week, and we'll we'll see why here. I think Sam Darnold Thursday night football, a great streamer action, but not far behind is Daniel Jones against Atlanta. I guess I'm a little lower than the ECR. He's at 13. I think that's a bit rich, but look at what he's done so far. We pull up his game log. 21 and 29, QB 14, QB 4. Did not expect that against Washington. A lot of that came on the rush rush yards. So ultimately, that's uh, a little bit of a concern here. But I still think this guy is uh, got the Konami-type upside that we didn't, you know, hammer his rushing prop no matter what you do each and every week. Atlanta is also giving up the most points to the quarterback position. Um, and so that's just something to consider there for sure. Uh, one second. I know I just got to fix this overlay. Thank you tunes for shooting me that text. I had it all done and loaded. I just forgot to click it. So here we go back to the ranking show. Appreciate your patience there with that guys. And then rounding out these like fringe QB ones, high end QB twos, Derek Carr, seventh most passing yards in the NFL history through two games impressive showing Tannehill as well you know 347 that's just going to be up and down though I kind of want to bench this guy you know four spots below the ECR if I can Indy's not that ferocious of a secondary by any means but I'm not a guy I'm like hoping to start and then you're getting into the desperation flyers now I am much higher on Jared Goff as a Hail Mary as you can see and it was a tale of two halves on Monday night but still the guy's been slinging 30 for QB3, and yeah, 19, QB15, that's pretty damn good, though. Gets a Baltimore secondary that's been absolutely atrocious so far through the first two weeks after losing, um, who was it? Was it Marlon Humphreys? Marcus Peters to the uh, the turf. They've given up the fifth most points to QBs. They're certainly going to put up their points, and that's going to kind of be a, a nice narrative for Goff. So if you're looking for a desperation streamer, as you can see, plus eight ECR, I'd have him above Burrow at QB20. Heineke, some Konami upside, a little bit higher than uh, on him than the ECR more than Baker at 22 big Ben at 23 yeah the chest pain I might have to bump him down a little bit more Carson Wentz I don't know that this news nugget is anything new yet uh the latest was he's he's still experiencing soreness okay 
on both ankles. It's worse than one of them than the other, but he's not going to have surgery. So we'll see if he could be out there like that matchup a lot against Tennessee, but the injury will play a big role there. And then you're getting into the range where it's, you know, do you really want Trevor Lawrence? Even it's a time they're going to be chasing points. Two was not playing off to X out of him here. Zach Wilson, he's going to get picked again a million times by those chiefs. I mean, uh, by those Broncos. So, and how could you trust Jameis Winston? Like this is just gross range. Stay away from those guys. Yeah, go to Jared Goff if you need a desperation streamer. So why don't we now move on, guys, over to our running backs? I see we got twenty-five questions. I love it. Let's get over to fifty if we possibly can, um, and move on from there. So there's the uh, the banner. Is that? I'm trying to see how this looks. Real quick. Is that showing up? Yeah, week three are in back rankings. Okay, got it. It just looked a little off. Thank you guys for your patience as I get this rolling. So number one at the top, always going to be Christian McCaffrey. Barely scoring touchdowns, still the number one running back in fantasy. He gets Houston on Thursday night. Ooh. That should be a doozy. That should be an absolute smashing. Then you got Derrick Henry, the number one actual fantasy. Even though I have McCaffrey, the clear number one. Henry has most points. He scored nearly 50 fantasy points last week. Six catches. I think that's an anomaly, but a little bit more involved than we're typically used to. That's amazing news. And Indianapolis, not a defense that's overly threatening this year uh, as of right now. So I do like Derrick Henry at the number two spot. If Cook was healthy, he'd probably take that spot. He's got a minor ankle thing going on, which I think he'll be fine. They said, Zimmer said, if he's out there, it's the full workload. We're not going to like put him out here and play him at half the half pace. So if he's out there, you get your guy on the team that just got smashed by the aforementioned Derrick Henry. Good spot for Dalvin Cook. Should have his usual burn there. Austin Eckler, the first guy I'm significantly higher on. Plus three ECR against the Chiefs, who've surrendered the third most points to running backs teams. Can bludgeon them on the ground, but especially through the air to their receiving backs um, as well. That's another big thing they've been giving up. So I really like smashing hilarious. I mean, uh, rather Austin Eckler, who's gotten all the de facto at the goal line carries. One was a two point conversion. Two of them were at the stripe, uh, for, he didn't convert the TDs, but he is their goal line back. We saw the nine targets reemerge the target hog guy is a beast, but Aaron Jones, you know, maybe I might bump him back up over Austin Eckler, San Fran, not an overly threatening matchup. They gave up a ton of points through the air. And that's where Aaron Jones is doing some insane damage this year. Uh, week one was a disappointment, but week two, this guy came out with a vengeance and you had to love to see it. Big fan of Aaron Jones this week. I think he could easily follow the end zone at least two more times, whether through the air, whether on the ground. Uh, big, big fan of Aaron Jones. Nick Chubb, though, at, the guy's got back-to-back 18 defenses. I mean, 18 fantasy points. And it or more, you know, let's, let's look at this really, really quickly, how dominant he's already been to start the year, even though he's playing just around 50% of the snaps, he's been the RB three, RB nine, 21 and 16 fantasy points so far. Beast, absolute beast. There's not much else to say. Chicago, not the most amazing matchup giving up the uh, 28th. So pretty low in terms of points allowed. They did just stuff uh, mixing pretty well. I still think he has a big day within him. Jonathan Taylor, 6,700 on DraftKings is just way too low for this guy. I think he's going to come out. I know Carson Wentz might not be playing, um, but still, the Titans right in the middle of the pack against running backs, but that's really just because they've been getting destroyed so much over the air. Taylor has just been so unlucky. Eight goal line carries and zero of them going for touchdowns. I don't think that's like a skill set problem. He was an absolute monster 
half a strike last year, been more involved as a receiver. I think he is one of the best by lows in fantasy. Whereas Kamara, you know, I clearly lower on him this week against the Pats. I think they know how to take out the best weapon of a team. So they're going to do against Kamara. And your know, last week was disappointing. And I don't see this defense being any easier than the matchup they had last week. I think Jameis Winston could be in for another, you know, 150 yard, multiple interception, who knows how many touchdowns type day. Worried about Kamara, worried about uh, the Saints in general right now. Chris Carson, though, not too worried. Two touchdowns last week, low yards per carry, but Minnesota has been a solid matchup um, against for the running backs. They've been giving up the 15th most points, so right there in the middle of the pack. I think they have points, points galore there in that game. I think Carson's going to be a big part of that, so plus three ECR. Joe Mixon plus one. One of the only uh, of only eight backs to see 80% or more carries last week. He's done it in back-to-back weeks. The clear workhorse, as is Najee Harris, one of the only other guys to do that. Now facing a Cincy Bengals team that ranks uh, you know, 20th, so not an amazing matchup, but still a solid spot. Zeke is pretty concerning. You know, 18 touches compared to 16 for Pollard. Sure, he dominated the snaps. Saw a bit more receiving work than we're used to for him, but I'm nervous about him. Uh, it might even bump him a little bit lower, potentially behind Saquon Barkley, who I'd rest of the season definitely have above Zeke gets Atlanta. I think this kind of could be Barkley's coming out party after 84% of the snaps there at running back 13, probably bumping him to 12. Montgomery not far behind at running back 14. I think he'll be benefiting from the Justin Fields takeover. We've seen how much that has helped um, running backs in the past. The Browns have been good against running backs, you know, 26th. So a tougher matchup, but still could be great. Now, Swift. You know, Baltimore, again, not a great defense. And I think after Dan Campbell comes out and says we need him more involved, love him at 15, plus two ECR. Gibson, a little bit worried about this workload. Uh, let me know what you guys think of Gibson and, and your thoughts there. As you buy low, sell high. I don't know. Buffalo, though, pretty ferocious run D. Uh, McKissick's going to be heavily involved. They get down early. We know McKissick will be even more involved. Don't love this narrative for Gibson. But Chase Edmonds, Jacksonville, not much else to say. Plus five ECR. I'm surprised I'm that much higher considering the matchup. It's Jacksonville, third most points to running backs. Uh, tons of points. Uh, no, rather, uh, only eighth most points. Oh, only eighth. They're going to give up a ton of points to everybody on Arizona. They're going to be unstoppable. Dallas, not you know, not a bad matchup for Sanders. Should find more room than he saw last week. Uh, been a top 12 running back three out of five weeks with Jalen Hurts, Clyde edwards Hilaire, could he rebound? I mean, there's every metric is telling you this is one of the worst running backs in the NFL. I don't get it. He was so good at LSU, so efficient, especially as a receiver, and we're just not seeing it. If he's going to get it done, it could happen against the Chargers, who are giving up the ninth most points to running backs, so a green light matchup for the guy. But I, I'd be nervous. But then you look below him, and it, gets, it starts to get ugly. Tyson at 20, stuck in a committee, but looking real good, one of only like five backs with 95 or more yards in the first two weeks, just need the end zone. Go away, Latavius Murray, and Tyson would be a top 12 guy every single week. Damian Harris, an end zone beast, a workload beast. New Orleans is one of the best run Ds in the league, though. So that gets a little bit sketchy. And Miles Gaskin, 20, uh, 22, two spots below the ECR. I'm going to bump him down even further with Jacoby Brissett now taking over. He's going to fall below, you know, Mike Davis type of range. Very, very low on Miles Gaskin. That was ranking him hopeful that we would see Tua, clearly that's not going to be the case. Uh, so bumping him down pretty big in this next ranking set. And then you just look at how far this drops off. You know, Mitchell, is he good to go? What's this latest note on him? Because if so, everybody else around him is hurt. I, I might need to bump this guy up uh, if he's practicing. Not practicing on Wednesday. Great. Hasty sideline, sermons limited. 
Um, so we'll see. He should be able to practice if he gets some limited work in. Somebody's going to do some damage there. Shanahan's committed to like 28 to 30 carries a week at minimum. Um, but that's that's going to be sketchy. We'll find out. James White, as you can see, plus 10. ECR Javante right near him against the Jets. What a tackle-breaking machine. We're already seeing it with Javante. Um, he should have no problem steamrolling the Jets. James White and Damian Harris just did some dirty things too. And speaking of da James White, I think you tack this defense through the sides, through the receiving game, and I think James White will have a big – he's seen 18.5% of the targets so far. That's only behind McCaffrey and Kamara on the year. He's got that role back from 2019 when he was the RB11. Good stuff. Kareem Hunt, eh. You know, we don't need to go through all these guys, but you can see Hunt at 26, Gordon 27. Davis 28 is like, uh, is he going to get it? Or is Patterson the current highest scorer on the Falcons? Higher than Pitts, higher than Ridley, higher than Mike Davis. Is he the guy you want to go to? As you see, plus 19 ECR. I'm definitely buying in. I was buying in last week. Definitely believe in Patterson as the goal line hammer here, as a guy that's great in the receiving game as well. But then you see, you know, Murray, the touchdown guy against Detroit, should have himself at least one touchdown there. Pollard looking better than Zeke. I wonder if that role of 16 touches, should that continue? He's going to start having to be a weekly top 20 guy, as you can see. J.D. McKissick also heavily involved. This is the type of script that he should be even more involved than usual. So just some guys in that range. You know, Robinson saw 14 of 16 carries, but ugh, it's gross, and they're going to be down. I don't know that they keep him involved. Tenyon Drake as well, like, ugh, you know, even if Jacobs is out, do I really care here? And then you're looking at like Connor maybe for a goal line touch, but a little bit lower, as you can see, on Fournette, Singletary. I think they're going to need to throw uh, Fournette at least as Singletary with Moss back eh, committee. You know, Henderson will be interesting. This Let's see what this nugget says on him. Is he practicing? Uh, still in play for week three. So he, we'll get an update on Friday, but the team's optimistic he'll play. So obviously due for a big bump. You know, if Henderson's playing, he'll rank up with this tier, like right around, you know, Clyde Edwards, probably 18, should Henderson be out there and active. So, yeah, that's really all you're looking at. You know, let me know if you have any specific running back questions. In terms of Hail Marys, like there's nobody I'm loving right now on this list. I've seen Sony Michelle in a lot of waywires. So if, you know, Hendy's out, we could see a big game. We did mention too how run uh, pass happy rather McVay's been whenever he's faced the Bucks. I think that will continue. So maybe I don't bump Handy up too too much. Michael Carter though, another guy that's you know they said we couldn't stop feeding him because he was looking so damn good, and he was. So that's another one to look at. Alrighty, guys, we're up to thirty questions. I love it. Again, thumbs up helps us get up to more people. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. Let's get on in to these wide receiver rankings. I think Hopkins number one. It's against the Jags. There's no one there that can cover him. Uh, they're giving up a ton of points, third most points to wide receivers. Sure, I understand. You know, he's behind Rondale Moore in terms of receiving yards, in terms of targets. He's third, actually, on targets in this team. But Jacksonville, we've seen him pulverize them throughout his career as the Texans. I think this will continue. It's a very bad Jacksonville team. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe I'm a little ambitious here at number one, given that low target share, given what we saw from Adams on Monday Night Football. Uh, he he could be in for a little bit of bump here. San Fran's been pretty good against wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken. They are, let's look here, 49ers. Yeah, 29th, so fourth fewest points, two wide receivers compared to Jags, who are 13th, so more middle of the pack than I expected. Diggs facing Washington. I feel like Washington's been sneaky generous uh, football team after being, yeah, seventh most points to wide receivers. So Diggs, as I said, I really think this is a great spot for Allen, for Diggs. As a contrarian potential DraftKings play, I really like that. 
Tyree Kill at four, you know, it might psycho to rank someone so explosive that could be ready for another 40 point outburst there. Maybe uh, what I'm wondering to Cooper Cup at five. Now, is that your plus six ECR? My nuts, I mean, lead the NFL in 36% target share. They're truly going to need every drop they can get out of Cup, out of Woods this weekend against Tampa Bay. I'm all about it. I, I think Cooper Cup is an absolute stud. I'm not trying to sell high at all. Lockett as well. Uh, leading the NFL in fantasy points right now among wide receivers. Started hot last year, did taper off, but this seems much more sustainable. It's what Bob Condota, when he came on the show, said he could see Lockett getting a bit more steady volume here this year. Keenan Allen against Kansas City. They're going to need points. They're going to need their target magnet. M not much else to say there. DK, just a little bit lower on than ECR. Risky, given how generous Minnesota is to wide receivers. Giving up these second most points. Wow. They're Lockett and him are going to have a fucking day. Just insanity uh, there. So big day coming for DK. Maybe I'm a little too low here. Uh, but he's just been playing that second fiddle, you know, draw, drawing attention while Lockett just goes and explodes. Meanwhile, Jefferson, you know, that's a pretty more congested than years past. Now that Osborne has emerged there, seeing 19% target share in back-to-back -back weeks. That's kind of made the, the those steady values of Jefferson and Thielen a little bit more rocky, even though both of them are still seeing a ton of looks. Still should be great. I do think A.J. Brown rebounds big, as you can see, plus two ECR. I have him above Calvin Ridley, who I have at 11. You know, Bradbury's going to be on him. That didn't matter for Terry McLaurin, who roasted this team. But I I don't know. That Matt Ryan-led offense is just atrocious. Cooper thinks, he, thinks he's in for a big rebound game. I've always been a big Cooper fan. Him and CD, you can't really go wrong. But I am a little lower on Dak, hence why I'm a little lower on CD. I can't expect both of them to go nuts if they're just going to throw you know 35 and be a routine type of offense. Allen Robinson, could he rebound big with Justin Fields? Absolutely. In fact, I'm banking on it at plus one ECR. But Debo Samuel, I, I'm surprised I'm higher than the ECR. Guys leading the league in receiving yards. I think he's been a top seven receiver in back-to-back -back weeks in half. Three and, oh, I guess last week, 29, he didn't find the end zone. But still, uh, air yards is, is much higher than years past. He's just been getting it done. So 15 against Green Bay, who Quintez Cephas, Cephas, whoever, was tearing to shreds. You know, the Green Bay secondary is absolutely atrocious. They gave up five freaking touchdowns to Jameis Winston, who we just saw. This defense can get bombed week in and week out. Love Thielen, red zone monster. Seattle, not a good secondary game. Need points. DJ Moore, 26% target share with Sam Darnold, his number one receiver when he's not checking it down, at least to Christian McCaffrey. Big fan of DJ Moore. McLaurin, you, you saw the upside and downside of ranking him with a shutdown corner is he was went for 11 and a 120. I was definitely getting too cute, but I also think Tredavious White and Buffalo, much tougher matchup than New York. So still a little skeptical, but man, does he have a good rapport with uh, Taylor Henneke. And then you got Julio Jones, you know, coming off that big hundred yard day. He, he, he could, you know, it was a touchdown away in week one from being a, a you know, only four fantasy points should have double digits in, in both weeks, but he's going to be boomer bust with that team. I, I am a little bit nervous still, you know, long, big body there. Godwin. I, I don't know what to make of these receivers. Now, if Antonio Brown's out, We'll have to adjust it's something to track with the COVID. Uh, Deontay Johnson, the last I saw was it's not great, but it's it's better than they expected. Uh, looking better per Tomlin, so that's the same exact report. If he's out there, I mean, only him and Cooper Cup have seen 30% or more targets in back-to-back -back games. He is their alpha since he's not good against receivers. 
but he's ranked a little bit lower for me right now. I guess plus four ECR, but a little bit lower in the sense of where I normally would have him, which is right in this top 15 because of the injury concerns. And Mike Evans, huge rebound, but he's going to get the Ramsey treatment. This, for whatever reason, the gut feels like a shy away type of Evans day. Cortland Sutton, I mean, 35% target share, led the league in week two yardage. Not much else to say. Teddy Bridgewater was thought to be a bad fit for him. He was just chucking it up and letting this guy go do his thing. All about it. Sterling Shepard, meanwhile, at Atlanta. I mean, the guy has seen 18-plus PPR points in four straight weeks dating back to last year. Ten or more targets in three of those four games, no less than nine. And now he gets Atlanta. (laughs) I mean, what else needs to be said? I I don't know why it's so bold of me to be plus six ECR on this absolute target hog in a beautiful matchup here against the Falcons team, giving up the 10th most points to wide receivers. Definitely in on him. Marquise Brown is top 10 in fantasy right now, fantasy points. I can't believe it myself, uh, but he is just getting it done week in and week out. Look at these uh, back-to-back games. Scoring both of them, you know, 20 and 16, eight wide receiver 18, wide receiver 8. He's, he's the wide receiver 10 in total fantasy points right now. Monster. He's looking every bit as explosive as they were projecting. Jamar Chase, speaking of explosive, Pittsburgh gets this like notion of this unstoppable defense. They're giving the ninth most points to wide receivers, even more than Atlanta right now. Chase should be able to get it done, as should Brandon Cooks, even with the quarterback change. If he didn't have the QB change, that'd be significantly higher. But still caught a touchdown from Davis Mills. Carolina's not the most ferocious secondaries. They, they did beef it up. I think they're down in the yeah 27th. So, I mean, they have been playing well. But Cooks has also seen 50% of his targets, team's targets last week. The guy is just the, the definition of a vacuum, as you can see. 16 and 18 fantasy points to start the year, 14 and 7 targets. He's just getting it done and getting it done quite well. This could be a big rebound spot for Robert Woods. As you can see, a little bit lower than the ECR on him. Just given he's been around 70% of the snaps, the usage is significantly down from years past. A little worried on him, but Devonta Smith against Dallas. I might even bump him down a little bit more because I think he's going to get the digs treatment, and that's been a tough matchup uh, in back-to-back weeks for the opposing wide receivers. T. Higgins, assuming he's healthy, I, I think I need to bump up a little bit more here. Touchdown in, in back-to-back weeks. Um, Pittsburgh, like I said, not as scary as they seem. And Antonio Brown, you know, the COVID issues going on there, he might need to bump down uh, these rankings. Pittman, plus seven ECR. Big on this guy this week. Nobody's given up more points, two wide receivers than Tennessee. I don't think it will matter who his QB is. 12 targets, eight catches against Jalen Ramsey for over 120 yards last week. Beautiful. Claypool, you know what you're getting. Boom or bust, not into him. I've been lower on him every week so far this year, and it's going to continue to be that way. I think I might even keep bumping up uh, Odell Beckham. But Marvin Jones, the clear alpha for this Jaguars team, saw 11 targets last week, nine the week before, 16 and 15 fantasy points, been top 21 all those weeks. He's just getting it done, and they're going to need somebody to get it done against Arizona. Certainly would rather have him than a Robbie Anderson. Just average depth of target 21. I kind of like that, except for the fact that he's seeing like three targets a game. So low percentage looks, deep shot or bust type of guy that looking like this year, whereas DJ Moore is kind of taking over. Juju, unexciting. Again, him and Claypool will get bumps up if Deontay's out. But as of right now, I don't love him. I do think Davis can rebound. I know the Broncos have a solid secondary, but they're a little bit overrated here. 17th most points, two wide receivers. So pretty middle of the pack. This guy got it. He had a huge week before disappearing. I could see him rebounding. Maybe not to the huge numbers, but right in the middle there. Tim Patrick just gets it done. 12 or more fantasy points. 
back-to-back weeks. And pretty much every time he started last year, he was right around that load. So wide receiver 40, you got to love the guy coming in. Then you're looking at, you know, some potential blow-ups. Love Mooney as one. Cleveland could get beat deep. Justin Fields can sling deep. Love that stack. Got DraftKings 52 for, for Fields, 43 for Mooney. Beautiful stack there. Uh, tons of upside, as is Christian Kirk against the Jags. Pascal, though, my stream of the week, only 16% rostered right now. Has a touchdown in se- seven touchdowns in his last six games. Just a scoring beast, and now gets the team giving up the most points to wide receivers. Think he absolutely finds the end zone, especially if Wentz plays, but maybe even if not. Down on Galladay, as you can see, minus 12 ECR. Down on Waddle with Will Fuller back. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, especially with freaking uh, Jacoby Brissett. I don't think anybody's going to be viable with Jacoby Brissett this weekend. Do you think Sammy Watkins could get some juice going? Rugs had the best days of professional career. I, I got to bump Patterson up a little bit and some of these other upside guys. I'm already plus 23 on Patterson, but he's got such a good high involvement role. Again, more points than Ridley so far this year. Insanity. Uh, and you can play him at wide receiver, at least on Yahoo. You're looking at just kind of ugly stuff, but I will highlight Osborne and uh, Cephas as guys that were under 10% owned entering the week. In fact, under 5% owned. Entering the week, they're right around 10% now. Two guys that could absolutely blow up in their matchups this weekend. Um, so really enjoy those guys' streams. And other than that, it gets pretty ugly here. So we will continue forward with the tight end position. All right, guys, almost at 40 questions. Keep them coming in. I will, again, as I promised, make sure to get to all of those before the night is over. Everything to answer. We just have tight ends kickers and defenses, and then we will be with your questions. Travis Kelsey, obviously the no-brainer number one. There's no doubt about that one. Uh, let me just pull up the tight ends points against. Now, this one's – I don't really rely too much on tight end points against because it's such a, a volatile position that whoever's faced Kelsey so far has been battered. Uh, but the Ravens have given up a ton. They're facing Hawkinson, who trails only Darren Waller in targets of the position. So Waller, Hawkinson, Kittle getting Green Bay – not a tough matchup by any means. Green Bay's give up the third most points, two tight ends so far on the year, despite not really facing anyone special. Um, you know, Juwan Johnson caught two touchdowns against them in week one. TJ Hawkinson, I guess, is special, 16 fantasy points. You know, shouldn't say not facing anyone special, but Kittle is also special. And this might be a game they need to throw more often versus the Packers than they have. I think a good, good rebound in store for him. Gronk, though, the Gronk of old, looking healthy, looking spry looking fresh. Love to see it. I think you're in for at least one more touchdown, maybe two, and especially two if Antonio Brown's out. He belongs in that tier two. I mean, he is insane. Pitts, the usage is encouraged. Moving all over the place, slot out wide, you know, had himself a decent day. Looking at his stats from last week, you know, tight end nine with 10 fantasy points, five catches, 73 yards. Solid, not a bad effort, but not like the takeover Calvin Johnson type of prospect. Very low on Mark Andrews these days. Is he the next Zach Ertz? Like bust, got paid, and then just kind of sucks. We'll find out. Noah Fant, though, he's had back-to-back big weeks. I think he's been in the top 10 in both weeks, 9 and 11, so close there. Uh, the touchdown last week, lower usage, but still a high, you you know, for tight end-wise at least, decent option, especially against the Jets here. Logan Thomas, you know, as good of a bet as anyone to score, has a good rapport with Heineke in the red zone. Higby, 100% of snaps week one, was seeming like a lock than only one fancy points. That was sickening. I don't think that continues to happen. I do think Tunyon, you know, you saw that sling, that 22-yard touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, and San Fran's given up the eighth most points to tight ends again. They faced Hawkinson, so it's like if you faced one of these good guys, you probably are ranking on the wrong side of that. But still, I think Tanya could definitely fall into that end zone yet again. And that's the top 11. Hopefully you have one of those guys. But if you need some streamers, you know, Jared Cook's still out there in over half of leagues. Not a big fan of Goddard, as you can see, minus three ECR. Do think Ingram, if he plays against Atlanta at tight end 16, intriguing. Johnu Smith, that's like, you can see how gross this gets, you know, and it continues to get even grosser. I'd say if you need a real true Hail Mary, Dan Arnold was heavily involved. Get some Thursday night juice going. Um, but I do also like Jack Doyle. He seems to always pumble the uh, the Tennessee Titans. I think he you know, saw five targets this last week, five catches. I think he could definitely rebound again. Part of this is eight targets, rather, five catches, 64 yards. Who is going to be the quarterback? That's obviously going to influence this. And then from there, it's like, do I believe in Max Williams? Not really, but he gets the Jags for the the uh, Cardinals, rather. And then you're looking at like the gross tight ends from the Cowboys eating each other's cheese. Fryer moves saw all the targets compared to Ebron. He needs maybe a little bit of a bump up, even though I'm already plus eight. So yeah, as you can see, tight end gets horrible. Let us know if you need a desperation stream. Uh, but I kind of want, I'm getting sick just looking at them right now. And then we move to our defenses and kickers. We'll go through really quickly here. Broncos at Jets uh, at home, you know, multiple picks coming for Zach Wilson. Pat's not far off with multiple picks at home coming against Winston, but I also love the Panthers who are out there in a lot of leagues. And then you got the Ravens, a bad defense, but also facing Detroit. That's a that's a mixed bag, though. Bad defense against Detroit. We saw what Green Bay did. They ended up ultimately fishing with six, but they'll get their turnovers. Do you think the Cardinals maybe uh, against the Jags could be a better play? Cincy and the Steelers could be a better play. And then you got Buffalo against Heineke. Not a bad play at all. In terms of who's out there and you could stream, I'm going to bump the Raiders up even a little bit more now facing Brissett. They'll go right here at eight. I do think the Giants facing um, this awful Matt Ryan-led team, also widely available, should be owned. And that gives you kind of some options. If you are thinking about the Rams, the Bucks, and that shootout, I wouldn't touch it. It could be a pick six, but I'm avoiding that if I can. Dolphins, I have ranked a bit higher. That was under the inception Carr wouldn't play. It's looking like that's more likely that he will play at this point. So they'll be getting a bump down. They're not a stream as long as he's out there. The Saints are just a good defense, and the Pats are just a mediocre offense. So that's why I kind of like them. That gives you plenty that you should be able to use. Again, you know, you don't need the football team this week against Buffalo. I wouldn't be messing around with these types of guys. Certainly lower on them. I mean, against Daniel Jones, what they put up, it was pathetic. Yeah, five and three. Yeah, we got to have them in our top ten, right? Come on. Maybe the Titans could be intriguing. Getting if Jacob Eason's playing, that, that could be an intriguing play as well. And last but not least, at kicker, Tucker, Bucker, and I love Prater. I mean, the Cardinals, he's doing great. McManus at the Jets, another good matchup. Zerlin and Matt Gay also playing fantastic this year. Good no, just booting bombs. I like Suckup. I have him as my kicker in my main league, but the issue with that is I've known, I've starting to learn all too well, is he's just too, their offense is too damn good. He doesn't get field goal tries because all they do is put up touchdowns. Meanwhile, young Quake Koo continues to boot, but this offense is too bad to give him chances. Do love Carlson in it. If you're desperate for a streamer, you know, Nick Folk, he's been money. I think he's made every single attempt on the year and, and dating back to multiple weeks, 11 and 15 points. It's a conservative offense that isn't going to force it when they get in close. So let Folk do some damage for him, get some points. I'm a big fan. Uh, I think he can definitely get it done there. And that's, uh, we don't need to go over more kickers, right? You don't need me to tell you about Myers. I think Myers is one of the most overrated kickers, similar to suck up because of the touchdown factor there. All righty, folks. 
that covers all the rankings. So let me get rid of that. We take off this banner, even though I had the wrong one on. Let's hit that mailbag for you, folks. We're up to almost 50 questions now. Love to see it. Keep them coming in. As I said, I don't know my availability because it's why I'm rocking the purple penny. Crusaders, my boy Doyle, uh, college roommate, getting married this weekend. Shout out to you, Doyle. Cannot wait to celebrate with you and all the guys uh, over there in Tennessee. But I don't know what my schedule is going to look like, so I don't know if and when I'll be able to get live. So get them all in here. Billy Gibbons, uh, what's up, brother? Good to see you, man. Another Seder right there. Leroy Jenkins. Oh, that video used to have me shitting myself, man. Good times. I'm a lady for, brother. Uh, and congrats on the new kid, man. Congrats. Huge news. Amazing stuff. William uh, Giannaldis. Good to see you showing up to all these, brother. I see you. Have Josh Allen thinking of sending him? No, I, I don't think Bridgewater. I don't think Bridgewater is a good enough option. I like Bridgewater. I like Danny Jones' streams, but you have Allen. You ride him out. They just gave up ninety rushing yards to Daniel freaking Jones. William, don't get cute. Uh, we got Kareem Hunt or Javante PPR rest of season. I really think Javante is one of the best guys to get right now. You have to stash him maybe a week or two, but just in terms of watching someone play football, this guy's a baller. There's, it's not going to be long before he takes over like a, a 70% work, workload share. And so I'd probably prefer Javante, even if Hunt has a little more immediate usability. My man, D'India, wide receiver three, Corderell, Kirk, Sanders, Watkins, Crowder. Ooh, I like Corderell. Let's do it. Let's ride your new toy. I'm glad to hear you got him back. I didn't fare so lucky. Didn't bid enough to go get him. But I'm leaning uh, Corderell or Kirk here. I, I, do, I do see Sanders play as well. I, I like Corderell though. The highest points in the uh, wide receiver um, uh, of all everybody for them. Should I try to sell Lockett? Uh, I don't think so. I think this is going to be pretty steady. I think people will be like, "Oh, you got to sell. You're trying to sell him high, and and I'm not going to give you fair value." And he might just continue to do this. It, you know, package him up for like a Saquon type of thing if you can. But no, I, I wouldn't be trying to move him. How much fab should I spend on Rondale? You have 160. I'd say a nice 40. Denny, you know, especially if you need wide receivers, leading the team in targets, yards, you know, great play. Deontay Johnson's out. Could I play more? Yeah, absolutely, Prems. You know, against the Jags, for sure. And again, guys, you don't mind getting that thumbs up button as we're here, answering all your questions. Get us out to more people. It would be very, very appreciated. What up, Bridges? Good to see you, brother. Edmonds or Tyson? I like Chase Edmonds this week against the Jags. I do like Tyson, but just a three-headed nightmare. I'll avoid it if I can. Edmonds a good reason to. Jack Patrick going to make some noise or can you keep him in the trash can? It, that's who knows. The 49ers is impossible to project. If everybody's out this week, you know, maybe he does, but maybe it's carry on Johnson. We don't know. There's no way of knowing a lad. And I wish I could give you a better answer because the answer is going to be valuable. I think he's worth a stash. If you have the trash uh, to cut other league, Anderson cooks or Marquise Brown. You got to go Marquise Brown, baby. The way he's rolling right now, D India, you can't put him on your bench, especially again, a, a good matchup against Detroit. Cam Newton signing with anybody? Doesn't seem like it. Uh, maybe Mason Rudolph this week. We'll see. Ben, Big Ben's like on track to play, but in pain every time he throws. So it's it's tough. Uh, I'm in one QB league and a, a lot of bench spots and nobody's available. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really need backup QB. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back. Lost Judy Landry and have Curtis Samuel on IR. What the fuck? I think Denny Jennings, you can cut Curtis Samuel – Put Jar Judy into the uh, the IR spot, but also know you know. Let me know who, who your other receivers are because I want to avoid them. 
for sure. Patterson or Waddle? I'm going to go Patterson this week, Ben. I'm nervous about Brissett. I'm nervous about Will, Will Fuller being back. Don't want to put Waddle in there this week if I don't have to. Frazier from Scotland. Great to see you, brother. Uh, who should I have in the flex this week? Higgins, Rondale, or James White standard? I go Higgins. Touchdown back-to-back weeks. Let the good times roll. Should I play Tannehill or Fields, asks Preble. I'm going to go Fields. I, I'm all in. I'm, I was all in on the preseason. I'm going to continue that prediction and say he comes out and rolls. Drop Terrace Marshall and Callaway for more in rugs. I want more over either of those guys. Rugs is uh, I I'm a little less certain in rugs. I don't I think this is a fluke. You know, before this week he had only seen five targets once in his career. He's under that and all the other games. Like talent commands targets this is the first time we've seen it. Looked good, but I, I don't trust it yet. Eli Mitchell, Sheafus, or Corey Davis, if Deontay can't go PPR for Ben. Well, one, I don't know if we're gonna know about Eli Mitchell if he's gonna play. If all those running backs are hurt and he's the only guy, then it's him. If not, I'd probably go with Corey Davis, uh, even though the Baltimore matchup's not bad for Cephas, Cephas. I like Corey Davis to rebound. Someone dropped Michelle. Would you drop Tony Jones? Yes. I think he's the better stash. We already saw the injury risk with Henderson. And then we just seeing – I love Tony Jones. I know I was hyping him up early, but we just saw what the ceiling is. You know, th- this offense isn't great. If somebody as talented as Kamara could only muster, you know, eight to ten points in a given week – this offense scares me. So it's not like the situation we were looking at for years where Murray's going to give you 30 points if Kamara goes down. I don't think it's that at all. So I, I don't think he, you need to hold. I've been cutting Tony Jones in most leagues. Uh, New Orleans versus Pats. That's the case. Yes, that's the game, Daddy. Let's hope uh, the Pats take it out. We got Brady. Everybody keeps talking about Brady coming back next week. I don't want to uh, overlook that. Is Cook and Tunyon is my only tight end a problem? No, Tunyon's pretty solid. I don't think there's any – I mean, obviously, if you can trade for Hawkinson, real deal. If you can trade for – you know, Kittle's a decent buy low, William. His value probably isn't going to be any lower than it is. I think he comes out with a big week this week. So maybe go get him if, if his value is low. But I think you're pretty okay. Maybe you can package Tunyon in somebody, uh, to, especially with that trade bait. You know, maybe if you could do it for Gaskin and Tunyon to get like a Kittle, I, I doubt you can pull it off, but why not throw a feeler out there? Uh, that that's why you're saying that. Pats, uh, New Orleans versus the Pats, or Balt versus Detroit. I'd probably go Baltimore. There is where I'd play. Also, who should I flex this week? Woods, Mitchell, Edmonds, Gaskin, Moore. Um, I'm probably going to ride out Woods. They're going to need their points here, so I'm going to give them one more shot. Edmonds is really close there, though. Uh, against the Jags, he's probably safer. So if you just want the sure thing, I'd go Edmonds. Galladay Thursday. He's not playing Thursday, David. That was last week. Um, he's a Sunday at one. So this Thursday is Houston and, uh, the Panthers, but I'd hold up for something for sure. Not even close in that one. LV defense or Arizona. I like Arizona there against the Jags. Giuseppe drop Terrace Marshall for Trenton cannon. Uh, again, I can't pretend to you. I can't as much as I love to give my predictions on everything. Like can't pretend to have any type of read on this fucking defense for, I mean, uh, the, that backfield there. Standard Galladay or Sutton. It's Sutton, baby. It's not even close, David Glass. Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Cephas pick two. I'll bench uh, Cephas there. You know, looking pretty solid, but I can't put him in the lineup right yet over those two guys. Someone dropped James White. You only have 40 left because of Mitchell and Moore. Do you unload it, Mike Clay? I mean, do you need a running back? Because, yeah, he's going to be steady all year. Uh, so I, I like it. You have Eckler, Henderson, Mitchell, Javante, J-Rob, Tyson. I mean, you got pretty good backs. So I don't know you unload it all. Toss in 25 bucks, see if it gets it done. Give yourself a little bit more breathing room still, too. 
Jay Hay, 514. What do you remember going to do with Lance? You stash him. Keep him stashed because he's going to be Mahomes when he finally does take over there. Who would you start for PPR? CEH Henderson if he plays or Rondale Moore? I'm probably going to go CEH and just give him one more chance. Just one more. Missed out every big free agent. Barkley got traded, so can't buy low. Ah, somebody got before you. Outside of Cook, I have Davis, Sermon, and Carter. Should I stick with them or buy low? You got to get something else in there, Schneider. You got to go for something. AB did test positive, got test negative twice. Yep, so uh, we'll see if he's able to do that. But he must be showing symptoms because otherwise it shouldn't be as big of a concern as they're making it to be. Um, Cole Komet season, oh, yeah. Patterson's it's not a bad running back option there. If he's out there in your league, you got to go get him, Schneider. Uh, he's leading that league in the team in points right now. So, yeah, go get him right now. Denver top three defense, especially in the right matchups, they're looking like a great defense. They've had a really soft schedule to start the year. I always just rotate defenses, but I don't really hang on to anybody. Forfeiting a QB's bye week if it means getting a stud tight end. I don't worry about bye weeks at all. Yeah, I mean, get your stud tight end, yes. Start Pats or Cards defense. I'm going to go with the Pats there against uh, – New Orleans, <laughs> free kicks. What's up, big sexy? Quick question. Good to see you again, brother. Uh, should I trade DJ Moore or Allen Robinson for AJ Brown? I would do AJ, DJ Moore for AJ Brown. Yes, Allen Robinson. I probably would do as well, but I'd rather do DJ Moore. I think you know, as good as he's been to start the year, still going to be a more unpredictable situation. I think AJ Brown does take over uh, sooner than later, so I'd do DJ Moore for him. Was offered Henderson for Harris. Do I take it or hold Harris? Uh, Mitch, great to see you, by the way. They're not starting on my team. Uh, great depth. I think Harris is the safer bet. Henderson, just as we saw this week with the ribs, at, at risk every week he gets out there. It's great to have six startable running backs on your team. That is unbelievable. Uh, they, they're the ultimate trade bait. That's why I always like to load up on backs if I can. When do you think Trey Lance – nice play, Slim. Uh, when do you think Trey Lance will take over? They had such a soft schedule to begin the year. That's kind of the, the worry with him. That's why Fields, you know, was the better bet in terms of if you wanted someone to get there on the field. I think it might be after the week six bye. But as long as Garoppolo is winning, they're going to continue to play him. So it's it's a tough situation because they keep having easy games. But now they get Green Bay. You know, they're going to need to expand that offense. So we'll see if, if this becomes a shootout and Garoppolo can't hang. It could be as early as next week. We'll see, Ben. They're not going to start him until he's ready, though, either. So I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen practice reports. They don't give us any of that stuff either. Um, Hopkins, Ridley, Lamb, Godwin, week three. You got to start three of them. You're, you're definitely starting Hopkins. I think you're benching Godwin here against that tough Rams defense, a less certain target share. Herbert or Rodgers? I'm going to go Herbs, but, oh, man, it's getting tight uh, between those. But I think he rebounds Marcos Valdez-Scanlon. You think Gallman a good beat the wire? Mm, uh, mm. I don't know. Maybe. I could see that if you have the bench space. I, I think the ultimate beat the wire is Jeff Wilson right now, stashing him in your IR spot. Um, I think Patterson can last, though. Uh, his mileage dies on the field. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't use that does. But I thought he'll be fine. He's not, he hasn't really been an injury problem before. Tyson, Moore, or Pollard? All depends on team need, right? If you need an immediate starter, Tyson. Uh, more if you need receivers, though, is better than both those guys. Pollard is a stash, the highest upside guy here. So, James, they, they all have cases. More often than not, especially for pickups, you're looking for a bench, and I'd probably say Pollard the highest upside. 
Driscoll called up to Houston. Oh boy, sound the alarms. Not Driscoll. <laughs> PPR. I, I can't believe that I've got to give Watson a single try, but he probably wouldn't come out anyway. James Robb, Sanders, Corey Davis, Rondell Moore, one running back, one flex. It's not James Robinson. It's definitely Miles Sanders. For the flex, it comes down to Davis or Moore for me, not Robinson. I think I'm going to go Davis here, but it's it's close given the volume we're seeing go to Moore. Keep Mitchell or Sherman? James, I don't know. So many questions of the 49ers as if you expect some random guy in Beverly, Massachusetts to know what Kyle Shanahan is thinking. It's impossible to predict. It, absolutely impossible. My guess is Mitchell doesn't look that great. So like maybe Sermon, if you're not having to start Mitchell, Mitchell has the immediate usability. But I'd probably say Sermon. I want to see what he could do over the stretch. But to me, I, I honestly think it's going to be Jeff Wilson down the stretch. Luke Calabria. Star two, Beasley, Chenault, Hardman, Ayuk, Murray, Michelle. I mean, Michelle, if he's starting, would be a lock, but it doesn't look like that. So I'm going to go Beasley. And I think maybe Lat Murray, the touchdown bet. I don't hate Hardman either as a potential deep ball artist, but I like Beasley here. Um, it comes down to Hardman or Murray. Um, you know, back-to-back touchdowns for Murray. I think I roll that. Devonta or Mike Davis, PPR for Jill. I would go Devonta Smith um, there. I'm not, I'm not into Mike Davis these days. Outlook on Pittman with and without Wentz. I don't think it changes that much. I don't think Wentz is this insane weapon. I think – He's looked great. Pittman, 12 targets, you know, eight catches. Big fan of Pittman. Especially the uh, the fact that they're facing the number one team in terms of points allowed to receivers only helps him out. Harris for Kareem Hunt. I'd rather have Harris there, James. Choose two. Damian Harris, B. Cooks, Pittman. Oh, boy. That's, that's a tough one because we don't know the QB status, which would be enough to probably shift Cooks over Pittman for me. Um, I think I'd probably go Cooks anyways. So get Cooks in Thursday. We figure this out on Sunday, Andres, depending on the quarterback situation. Thoughts on Jax Patrick? I keep getting this question, and again, I don't know. I don't know who Kyle Shanahan wants, who he likes. He signed another guy today. It's impossible, Millie C. It's, it's so frustrating because someone's going to be big and valuable there. Good luck. Worth a shot to his stabs if you have the, the – bench space, but there's probably something better to be stashing at this point. Should I try Gibson and second player for Hawkinson? No, I wouldn't give up two, Gibson and another player. Maybe Tunyon and Gibson. Gibson's going to be fine. I would not freak out to that level. I would try to pull off like Edmonds and Tunyon. G- Gibson's going to be okay. How much more value does AJ Brown have over DJ Moore? Well, check out our trade value site start, chart, free kicks at RoadStreetJournal.com to find on out. I think they're they're pretty close. It's not like a huge, huge gap. The Barkley trade in my league was Hollywood and Henderson for Barkley and Gainwell. That's a steal for the Barkley guy. Whoever just got Barkley for that, Schneider, you got to get in there faster. Damn. Had Wilson on the IR for two weeks. All righty. I love it, Slim. Good stuff. I think he's going to really eat down the stretch. Well played. Thoughts on stashing? Marshall versus Wilson? I'd rather have Jeff, I think. Um, especially given that it looks like you have a, a bigger need at running back, considering how bad uh, Robinson is. Proposing a trade, uh, Kittle, I would definitely do that if you could pull that off. Uh, and your running back isn't the best situation, but, yeah, I would try to do that. You can maybe even go lower, given that he has Waller already, too. Try to see what he offers first. Ask, what, does you, what do you want for Kittle, is what I would say you do. 
When will Zach Moss get good carries? I don't know. Never. <laughs> it's very inconsistent there. Hi, Wolf. Do you prefer Rondale Moore or Darnell Mooney rest of season? Probably Rondale, but I am very intrigued to see what Darnell does with Fields. I, if I already own Mooney, I'd probably hold and see. See what happens. Put Connor, Tony Jones, and Rojo in the trash today. I think all of them belong there. Connor, I, I have on the, the fritz of cut, being cut. I just see, you know, Jacksonville, somebody picking him up and him having like two touchdowns against me. Doesn't uh, – I said I like this one. Imagine the trust issues Shanahan's wife must have in him. Yeah, how could you ever trust this motherfucker? Um, Slim, doesn't Wentz's contract stipulate he starts X amount of games? I think he does. So, yeah, maybe they factor that in, Slim. I don't know. I doubt it, though. If they can win, they, they're going to get their guy out there. They're 0-2. They need a win. Thoughts on stashing Terrace Marshall? I already answered that one for you, Andres. You know better than to ask that question twice. Come on. Diane, you were stashing in a 16-team keeper? Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely keeper league. Especially 16 teams. I mean, he's talented. Le'Veon Bell, good stash? Not really, Guan, no. <laughs> Peyton Barber probably will start all you guys uh, hurting at running back that bad. Ew, that's real bad. I would go get Patterson, please. Just like, make sure you have him instead. Rondale or Pascal Preble? That's a tough one because it should be Rondale. Clearly the better talent, higher usage, Jacksonville matchup. Go him. Um, I just really like Pascal this week. I think he's going to score a touchdown. So that makes it trickier, but I would probably go Rondale there. Offered Logan Thomas and Carter since he's a Jet fan. He declined. <laughs> nice try, Schneider, but that's way too cheap for Saquon. Come on. Thanks, Wolf. Oh, yeah. No need to apologize. You're okay, dude. Not, not a problem. You're 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 a regular. I figured you you knew better. You're you're all good. Uh, damn, thanks, bro. I'm hurting at running back because of Henderson's. Yeah, he could be could be back as early this week though. You might not be hurting all that bad. All this running back insanity isn't uh, San Fran isn't good for the value. I believe Sermon's worth the low price. So I agree. Yeah, you know, stash him. Of all the guys, you know, he's got the highest draft capital. We haven't really seen him yet. I'm most intrigued by Sermon. I'm kind of with you there, folks. That wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for all the questions interaction. As I said, we'll be up in the air when I'm going to be live next. We won't be live tomorrow at our usual 7 p.m. slot. I'll be flying down to Tennessee at that time to celebrate my man Doyle. Go Crusaders. His wedding here. Um, can't wait to see my, my guy over there get married. Uh, I'm going to try to get live maybe Friday morning with the truth to do a preview show, but it might just be scrapped this week. And I know sit starts on Sunday is probably the most important. So I'll do my absolute best not to pop out of the bar for a little bit and hit him for like 45 minutes. You know the pack. I, I know you got to be there. We're going to be watching the football games in Nashville, so that's going to be a great day. Can't promise all full you know, two hours we usually do, but I can probably get you, you know, 45 minutes or so because uh, I love you guys. Thank you guys again so much. RotoStreetJournal.com is where we breed and feed you fantasy wolves. You can find us also at the Fantasy Fullback Dive. We paved your path to 2021 titles in a world full of fantasy sheep, guys. Be that wolf. Later, guys. We used to have it all. Now's our curtain call, so hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Second effort, third effort, touchdown! Oh. That's pretty awesome.
Possession football right there, folks.